0: Hello and welcome to the Social Marketing Academy. Uh, We have a great show for you today. We have my good friend, Lee um, Lee Karahar is a fantastic PR pro that I cannot wait to uh, interview. Um, She has some really fantastic nuggets for all of you out there that are looking to really explore earned media as well as to find your niche out there um, with media coverage. So I'm gonna bring her on in just a minute, so stay tuned. Uh, my name, oh yeah, who am I? I'm Christopher Tompkins. I'm your fearless host on this show. Um, we come live every single week. We're on. Uh, we come across on every podcast channel that you have, as well as a YouTube channel. So you can check out the video if you want to see my face. If you're rep- repulsed, I got a podcast. Listen to it. So um, you can learn more about my agency, which is the Go Agency, by visiting us online. It's GoSalesAndMarketing.com. Uh, there we have our podcast. Page. Why am I telling you this? Well, the reason I'm doing this show is I do the show so I, I can give you access to experts that are in many different aspects of the marketing industry digital marketing, regular traditional marketing, and media relations and PR we have today. So if you would like to get any help from any of the experts that I've interviewed in the past shows, please reach out to me or you can reach out to them directly. All of their links are in the bio section of each one of the shows. Also, we have a killer email marketing um, piece that comes out twice a week, which is called The Bulletproof Marketer. I urge for you to sign up if you'd like to laugh, if you'd like to learn more about marketing. Um, it's a great fit. So enough about all the stuff that I need to plug, and let's talk about our show today. So Lee Karaher is a CEO, a best-selling author, and a sought-after speaker. Uh, I like the cut of her jib. Founder and CEO of Double Forte, a national PR and communications firm in San Francisco, New York, and Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Lee is an acclaimed uh, communication strategist known for her practical solutions to big problems. Her company works with companies big and small that are making difference in their categories. So she has a reputation for being a cohesive, high-producing team leader um, who have has fun with her team which is kind of what we do here at the go agency as well she's a straight talker doesn't hold too many punches although she always does try to be pleasant while doing it so you've sent some fantastic questions for lee i really appreciate you guys writing in and giving me your thoughts um i'm going to bring her on now and we are going to learn a little bit about miss lee and everything that she's working on oh here she comes hello lee welcome to the social marketing Academy.
1: Well, hello, thank you so
0: much for having me. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I do. That's what I do. Uh, so I was just telling everybody a little bit about you. Um, and uh, a lot of the a lot of the things that we actually have in common being uh, having uh, being a straight
1: talker. I'm trying to be pleasant yeah. about it. I, I struggle with that sometimes but t- I it, it do just- struggle with it by not straight talking <laughs> or by doing it too much. Um, Kind of like a sledgehammer to the face with the truth sometimes. I know I'm just gonna stand next to you. I'm gonna look good in compact. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> hey, I'm bad. Look at this guy. <laughs> well, hey, t- uh, introduce yourself
0: to the audience in your own words.
1: I'm Lee. I'm a longtime dark side public relations communication person who actually likes it. And I started my own agency. So that I could actually do the work instead of just, you know, manipulate the work from above.
0: Yes, I, I, I do. I, I, I agree with you. I think it's, <laughs> it's kind of, it's, it's nice to be in the trenches with your hands in the soil rather than, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I think that's well, you I also like...
1: get to say no if you don't want to work with someone. If you own your own firm, you get to say who you work with and that for us is one of our currencies is that we only work with great people so, uh, and when you are part of something much larger that maybe trades on the street, you don't get to say that. And so, for me, um, being able to say who we work with and that we choose our our clients with care means that uh, I sleep well at night, and that is a currency for me.
0: You know what? And it's and it's a freaking good currency too, Lee, because it's it's exactly what we do, and. It is a game changer, you know, waking up a that game changer. So I here's a good question for you then. Well, mm-hmm. I'm saying it's good because I'm asking it. So I'm guessing it's going to be good. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if it's going to be great. But um, when did you have a turning point where it was like, did you have an experience that made you say, I only want to work with people that I want to work with? And that's oh, all yeah. of- what can you, can you, without naming I names, what happened? Uh,
1: tell you most of it, I won't tell you all of it. So, um, before I started my own firm in 20, 2002, so I um, actually uh, worked for a very large uh, company. I mean, a company that's very generous to me, Weber Shanwick, which is owned by IPG. Okay. And um, I had about 13 six six 650 people, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the thing about uh, being a PR agency within a holding firm that is traded on the street. Uh, and we were in, at that time located in San Francisco, is that, you know, the farther away you, from, you are from New York, the less say you have. And then actually in the system, the further away you are from the big revenue, the less um, say you have. Yeah. And at that time, although it is not as true today, like PR has, the PR function has moved up the value chain in these uh, publicly traded entities yeah. It's Still, um, the issue is still that they're they're trading money for time, in many places. Yeah, um, and you you know if they're trying to return to a you know the issue, you're a publicly traded entity, you have shareholders, you have to deliver value to them, and value is stock price and dividend, and it's very challenging to serve a client and to serve the street at the same time, with the same yeah. urgency and the same uh, efficacy, like for a moment in time, you can do that. And really what, who suffers on the other side is the agency people yeah. who have to deliver even when they don't believe. And, you know, I was, um, was actually after 9-11, literally the day after 9-11 when I was like, you know what, I I don't believe in everything I have to do. And I understand why I have to do it. And it's not, I'm not, you know, for me, it's not worth it. Yeah. And I will um, trade, I will trade doing what I think is right uh, for doing what I have to do to earn the dollar. So, um, you know, that was the moment in time. It's literally 9 11 and the day after. I was mm. like, you know, this isn't right for me. And I exercised my contract uh, on the 13th. September 13th, and I my contract was six months. It took six weeks to get out, yeah. and then I wasn't going to work in PR. I wasn't going to do this PR agency thing again. That, you know, I was going to go back to do... I had a job before that. Was I was internally at Sega of America, the video game company, Yeah, and I said, oh, you know what? At first, I'm going to take a year off because I've never done that, and I have two young kids, and then I'm going to go get a job like I had before. And uh, the best intentions... Well... <laughs> First, uh-huh. I drove my husband crazy with all my glue guns. Seriously, <laughs> was crafting. I, I, should, I have no business crafting. None. So people he, when don't. I please. A book on literally, I asked for a book on flower um, well, arranging for Christmas.
0: Oh wow! And he's
1: like, and he got it for me, and he goes, "I knew this is a bad idea. I I never cracked that thing open." Please. Uh, and then I had, I was bothered by the single socks in my house, you know, single unpaired oh, no. socks. And I created a sock program, <laughs> truly the sock program. And my husband was like, we are not going to make it. You are not going to make it if you don't go back to work. So I started looking for work um, and I was very far down the line in two different opportunities that would have taken me back corporate side
0: yeah. when
1: my mom um, got diagnosed with stage four cancer lung cancer, and she was given three or four months to live. So oh. I had to pull myself, out. I, w- I pulled myself out of those two job searches, because I couldn't take those at that time, maybe today, I could have taken them. But at that time, you had to be in person to have that, you know, VP comms job. Yeah. Right. Job. Yeah. Um, and I would either have to quit or get fired, because I was going to be with my mother. So then I'm the breadwinner in our house. I'm the chief bacon officer. My husband is the chief home officer. Mm -hmm. And I realized, well, what I know how to do is run an agency. I'm going to start my own agency, but I'm going to start my own agency with my own rules. And so that's where the no, can I swear here? The no asshole rule came in. I was like, if I have to start my own agency, then how am I going to start it? So I actually like it and I don't go into a death death spiral of despair. Mm -hmm. Uh, So how do I start it so that it actually works for me? Right, as Great. opposed to eating at my soul, which is really where it was. That's yeah. basically where we were at around 11 yeah. So, um, created four rules. One, someone has to be other than myself has to be interested in the work because I'm interested in everything. I mean, seriously, here's a fan. I could do something with that. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I'm just interested in everything. Uh, and I think you just think you do your best work when you're interested. So, someone other than myself has to be interested. Number two is we have to be good fit, good expertise, the right um, experts, the right experience, and the right chemistry. Because you can be a great client, a great agency, and suck together. Mm-hmm. Three, you have to pay us because we like to eat and for no assholes. And those four rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we started the agency in two thousand and two, um, so nineteen years ago. And those four rules have stayed the same, even though what we do every day has changed, and our business model has changed several times. Um, but those rules have let us. Through 19 years, and here we are.
0: See, th- see, that's it's so interesting because I've, I'm on my end. Um, we've been in business for 12 years, and mm-hmm. I actually found the same destination that you did, but I was under. Uh, I was creating my own rules and creating the company. And then I took on and started to take on employees. And and exactly, they need to be interested. They need to be excited. They need to be vibrant um, because I wanted to reinvest in my people because that was one of the things that I didn't really see happening around me when I was Mm -hmm. in my previous jobs. So I wanted to foster creativity, foster teamwork, foster collaboration, and no one is stupid in the room. Everyone's opinion matters. So, um, and that's what we did. And then I said, why don't we give everybody healthcare? Why don't we start doing bonuses? And then it was, oh gosh, I have to take on client. I have to, I'm going to have to take this client on. They're they're good money. And uh, and they were awful. And then what was happening was I was seeing that my, it was affecting my team and their performance. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh God, I hate going to my office. And mm-hmm. flash forward, I mean, it took me, God, it took me a couple of years to go through that, um, to understand that that wasn't what my life was meant to be. It was not supposed to be, Climbing up this ladder to build because people were saying where someone asked me, like, what do you want to do? What's your five-year plan? And I'm just like, Oh my God, I'm not graduating college. Like, this is not that's that's not what you I mean, I'm an adult. I mean, don't, <laughs> that's, don't ask me that. I question. have a
1: five-year plan. First of all, yeah. I graduated in four years. So what's yeah. this five-year stuff, Kimo And second of all, <laughs> yeah. And second of all, I'm in freaking social media. There's no five-year plan in social media, folks. I started my my firm before Twitter. So mm-hmm. imagine oh, that
0: wow. right Oh my god, yeah, for real. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. so I, I think it was one day I went into the, I was driving into my office and I was transparently, I was like, oh, I can't stand these clients. Mm-hmm. And then I, and I hate this drive. And I got to the office and then I was getting the, I had, I, we had a bigger office, a very big office, lots of clients, lots of staff. And I walked in and everyone was like, hi. I was like, oh, I hate you. Um, so, I mean, I, okay. I hate my clients. I hate my drive. I hate my and office. I hate my I, people. I I'm like this. This sucks, and that day I made the decision to change everything to what made me more comfortable and everyone happier. We let go half of our staff. We let go twenty clients. We got mm-hmm. rid of the. Um, we got rid of that large office, and now we're in a smaller office. Mm-hmm. And it, everyone that was worthwhile stayed and grew with us. And they're investing I think
1: their time. Their, it's so just important amazing. to define your own success. Yes. Right? And lots of people have asked me, and I know this isn't the purpose of the podcast, but I'll just tell you: really? uh, lots of people ask me, "Like Lee, why you were like intergalactic pr- president of all this stuff, and you had this huge job, and the job before that was huge too, and now you have a small agency, and um, like how do you live? I mean, oh my gosh, right? <laughs> and yeah, it is true that um, uh, that's all true, and also true that I have a bigger impact on people around me, uh, in a bigger way, it's yeah. more meaningful to me right. and I have the life, uh, you know, it's not always easy, right? You know, you're, you know, having people is challenging, right? This job not, would be easy with all the damn people. Mm-hmm. It's not simple. It's not an easy job, but overall by defining my own success, um, I get to have the impact I want on the world in the way I want it to be. Right. And um, yeah, I would like to be changing the world for everybody, but the cost of that for what I have to do within the conditions of my family, not worth it to me, not worth it to me at all.
0: No. And it's, a and, and it's one of the things that I, I lost sight of that. I kind of just like snap out of it, like Moonstruck style. Like it was kind of like, I I really, I was losing sight that I got in this because I wanted to create happiness for myself and and engagement for myself. And I wanted to do things that I believed in. And I was just focusing on trying to make everybody happy, trying to keep things afloat. When I looked at them, when I stood back and I looked at everything that was happening, it was beyond being afloat. It was a screaming success. Mm -hmm. But, and we were making lots of money and there was lots of like high value clients Mm -hmm. and this, that, and the other. And it's like again, hated the drive, hated the office, hated my employees, hated the clients. That's not happiness. That's not that's not not why you get in the game.
1: And for me, the moment was when my mom was sick. Right. It was just sort of brought it all. You know, I hear my mom, her life. She had had all this blah blah blah, and you still get sick. She shouldn't have gotten sick. She did. She died. She died in four years, not four months. So that was wonderful. That's great. Yeah. Um and um that changed our whole thing. Um, But, you know, define your own success. And I feel like um, it's made me a better practitioner because uh, that focus uh, the focus on what matters, the focus on my business and being a business owner and business runner, while we're also serving clients and helping them achieve their goal, business goals through communication my focus on my business helps me be a better practitioner on theirs. Cause I can just say what matters. Yeah. And you know, if they can't tell me one, there's another service I can sell them. And I do, of course, but two, if you can't tell me, you can't hire me yet. Right. For this service, because I'm not going to do really? something unless it's advancing my agency is not going to get involved with advancing an agenda that doesn't have a purpose. We're not doing it. Absolutely. I've won every award there is to win in PR for a product that killed for a campaign that killed the company truly. So <laughs> I, you can do great work and it could mean absolutely. It could be negative impact because um, it wasn't, it wasn't well thought out. You know, it was well thought out for us because we did what we were t- asked to do and we got notoriety for it, but that's not what had to happen for the business. The business should have had a different objective than the one that we were asked tasked to do and and you know what that's That's, another story no but that's but that's any
0: drink involved (laughs) no 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 this is this is scotch the uh the, the uh no but what i'm what one thing that i i think that's a point that i'd like to amplify there is that if there is no there there and you're going to try to put a square peg in a round hole it's not a good investment for you you know how many times i mean when i first started out it was kind of like anytime you had a meeting with a client you're like how can i fix it how can i fix it Mm -hmm. And then you find out that, well, from the agency side, looking at the client, you're like, oh, I can fix it by giving them really sound advice that doesn't lead to me Mm -hmm. directly. Um, Mm -hmm. You can help out, you can help people out by doing that. Mm -hmm. And I, but the clients that are the ones that I worry about that I don't take on are the ones Mm -hmm. that come to me and they say, I want a Facebook campaign. How much money?
1: Mm -hmm. Because I want to be on TikTok.
0: I want to be on TikTok. Why? Um, Why um, TikTok? Okay. Oh, the best one of the best one I actually heard. This is, this is so true, and you're gonna love this because this is an old chestnut for PR agencies. Someone said, "Hey, do you know a PR agency that can get me on Oprah?" I'm like, "Where the hell a rerun? Are you trying to get on a rerun of Oprah?" I
1: mean, what? What the hell was well, that? Now, oprah.com very valuable, extremely yeah. valuable. Yeah. sells a lot of product, gets you a lot of exposure. But you know, on Oprah, come on.
0: Yeah. I mean, I know that this is a, I mean, that's wonderful, but, but I mean, Other
1: pieces always, I want to be on the front cover of the Wall Street Journal. I said, you know, let's wow. look at the front page of the Wall Street Journal. Let's see how many positive stories there are yes. about companies <laughs> on the front page of the Wall Street Journal. Do you really want to be there?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. Absolutely. Well, you know, okay. So we've been talking about entrepreneurship and we've been talking about kind of um, a lot of different elements of our success, but one thing that a lot of people are interested in, they've been asking about is um, as PR. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I hate to be so elementary because we just, we had like a pretty deep conversation. But I think think a lot of people don't understand. And I think, you know, I had someone come to their day and they are just like, hey, can you insert the wrong thing here? That's PR, right? And then like, no, that's not PR. PR is actually (laughs) this. And they're like, oh. I thought that was when you send out the press releases i'm like oh this is the wrong conversation for us to have <laughs> I, I, i'm sorry i i'm sorry but i still called my dad the next day but anyway but like what but we were talking for public relations what is your definition how do you explain my definition
1: the of public relations because there are many and the definition of public relations has changed over time for sure right sure yeah i mean I mean, the definition of public is not intermediary. The definition of public is the public, the person who will consume something or use something or yeah. be moved to action on something, right? So, um, so I'm going to go back in history a little bit. So, PR used to just mean you're talking to the media or analysts or people who can influence others to write something in a newspaper or on a television squ- uh, television screen for radio uh, and in public policy. That's what it meant, right? Um, And it was never really talking to the public. It was talking to the arbiters of, you know, who held the chains for Washington Post, New York Times, New York Post, you know, whoever it was. And I actually, when I started my firm, I didn't call it a PR firm because I hate PR people. Oh my God, don't get me started. Yeah. So when social media came on the, really flipped over from just being, you know, within like Facebook went from being.edu to.com. You know, that changed everything. Twitter changed everything on that. And actually we could actually talk to the public, right? So today public relations to me means how does an entity or a person relate, have a conversation with, be in relationship with the public for, for whom they serve? Either they serve them as a public servant, or they serve them with a product, or they serve them with a service, or whatever it is. Right. So how how do you create a relationship? And the the functions. So and the function is to create, to identify, connect, and engage with the public that will consume what you have to share. Absolutely. Right? That's the function. The function hasn't changed, though how you do it has changed. Right. So. Um, today it means media relations which is on we call it earned right so we've actually we pick up the phone the phone oh or you use your email or maybe a text who knows and you're talking to a reporter who has an editor who is writing a story for television online radio tele, um and print there is print still right
0: yes yeah.
1: um and that's unearned you have not paid for the placement, you have paid for the negotiation and the the telling of the, you know, here's a good story for your readers and this is why, and here's why you should be interested and here's how you look at, you know, and and you help build a story um, for, with that reporter um, by informing them. And then if they need other stuff, helping them do a story and you can't predict the outcome. Anything (laughs) you can't predict the outcome is it earned, right? Um, Anything you can predict the outcome is paid. (laughs) If I can predict an outcome, like what is it gonna look like? How big is it gonna be? And what's gonna say? That is not PR. That is not relations. That is purchase, that's a transaction. So a lot of marketing is transactions uh, where you're just, all the negotiation is, what is that gonna cost me, right? In our world, uh, in the public relations world, we are not dictating what uh, the result will be. We are informing people so they can either do their jobs as informers, the media, or we're, we're talking directly to a consumer who, um, and in that relationship, either conveying a thought, correcting an idea, or apolog- often apologizing for an idea, right? Right, right, <laughs> so, right, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, Think about it as a negotiation of, I'm not, by me talking to you, I'm not, um, I mean, I want you to write a story, I want you to carry this tweet. I'd like you to post the story, you know, whatever it is, but I'm not paying, you You know, I don't, you don't have to do anything I tell you to do, right? right? So the public relations part is actually honoring the other person's agency to have their own platform. Mm-hmm. If you think about it that way. And then how do you get other people to do what you want to do without paying them? That is what we do.
0: Yeah. It's, okay. So with that said, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm thinking of, annoying story i heard that i hear a lot um we were talking about getting those placements getting on the cover of wall street journal which Mm -hmm. is ridiculous and and whatever and these ridiculous placements what do you tell with everything that you just said Mm -hmm. what do you tell a client that constantly turns down everything that you get them because it's not good enough or it's not
1: they're not we get rid of them get rid of them i mean i think the clients who think it's not good enough for them. Um,
0: don't Really? What
1: customer is not good enough for you? What if, not, what them. customer is not good enough for you? Tell me, tell me, tell me. So, I mean, this happens, right? I don't, don't want to be you. in fast company. Well, fast company wants to write about you. And this is what the, uh, you know, fast company is great. You know, I love fast company. Yeah, uh, And it's hard to get into Fast Company. I'm saying yeah, right now. And, you know, well, that's really my audience. I'm like, really? Really? Growing companies, small cap companies, people who are innovators, that's not your customer. Well, then you're about to be out of business. I mean, I'm, I'm you're to about that. to be in a commo- I mean, basically
0: hmm. in
1: that entity, right? If you were, if you were eligible for Fast Company, but you really want the Wall Street Journal cover and you're like, I don't want to do. It's not good enough. But you're basically you're basically saying your business is about to be a commodity, because that audience is about change. That audience yeah. is about strength. That yeah. audience is about building. That audience is about changing the world. That audience is building wealth, you know. Right. So you've just just basically told me that probably a good example. You've just basically told me that um, you only care about commodity pricing, and that's so, pretty yeah. simplistic. So what audience? You know, tell me what's not good enough. That audience isn't good for you, really. Uh, and the, you see this often with people Oh, it's only got 300 readers yeah the 300 most important readers you can possibly have hello right so
0: I try to so say crazy you know
1: and the um it happens you know just you know what who what would this is with the other one right what relationship do you have mm-hmm. well <laughs> all right we have a relationship with uh, 900 people who lost their job last year yeah and 1500 people who lost their job two years ago and 3,000 people who lost their job two or three years ago. I mean, so it doesn't, you, one, at all this change is happening in the world of people choosing to do new things, it doesn't really, it, yes, relationships help, but it should not be the thing that gets you a story. A relationship should not be the thing that gets you breakthrough. You know, you need to be effing relevant. And it is our job to help you be relevant or to tell you how to become relevant And it is our job to figure out who is writing at a certain time. And yeah, it'd be great if someone just stayed in one job forever and ever. Like Walt Mossberg did for the Mm -hmm. Wall Street Journal. You knew who he was or Kara Swisher, right? Mm -hmm. But um, Kara Swisher and those kind of people who stay in their one job, one, those people don't exist anymore who stay in one job forever and ever. And two, um, the higher up they go, the more hoops you have to go through. So it doesn't matter if you know Kara, but Kara may, or is a bad example, but a, a reporter, because a reporter still has to go sell it to an editor. And if the editor just got their, you know, publishing just said, we're only doing stories with affiliate links. doesn't freaking matter. If you can't give a, an affiliate link, it's not going through because they can't make money on the other side. Right. Right. So it, something that's changed in PR for physical products is always have a link. There needs to be a link always to someone other than your own in order to uh, up your chances of getting media coverage. Mm -hmm. And they don't use the link. So we always send a pitch with, for a physical product like this fan, (laughs) I would always send at least two links, hopefully an Amazon one, even if you think Amazon's the devil and another one. And they will not use the links you sent, they won't. They'll use their own links, right? They'll replace it with the affiliate label they have, right? And they'll do a link for themselves. But if you don't let them know that they're available on those platforms where they have deals, then you can't get over the hump in some cases unless it's such a breakthrough product and it's so game-changing for the industry, which I'm here to tell you one in a million products are. You're just, you know, there's things you have to do today,
0: right? And I think that, you know, it's, it's, I'm with you because, you know, I, when my agency calls me, and they say that, the, that someone wants to talk to me, I talk yes. to the journalist.
1: Always say yes. Always say yes. And you know what? Now, it, it's you it, have it, to it, give them an hour and a half of your time? You do not. No. It's like 10 minutes. And just, because, and just you have know, your probably shit together. For you, it's not, like, you know, it's not like 60 minutes is calling. Now, a 60 minutes was calling, I'd be like, wait, let's talk about it, right? <laughs> 99% of the time people call for companies, mm. it's going to be about good things, right? Unless there's been a crisis, unless there, you know, you've, you know, unless there's been someone who's been hurt on your property, unless there's been a, you know, a scandal, unless, unless, and less. And frankly, although the media is full of scandal and bad things, there are more good things happening in the world than not. So most of the time you're gonna if people want to talk to you, talk to them. Mm -hmm. Because you also don't know where that piece person will go. You also don't know, all right, so you said no to this person, right? And then they change their job and they go to a bigger place that you actually want to be in and they will not talk to you because they're people too. And they had to get a job done and you didn't help them get it done.
0: Absolutely. Play
1: the freaking long game people.
0: Yes. It's and a long I, game
1: I, for yourself. It's a long game for the company. It's a long game. Why are people saying, I mean, I, I, this makes me so angry. I'm Christopher, I'm really going to go off right now. <laughs> Why are you playing such a short game? You've given us a goal and little things add up to big things, right? So yeah. sometimes you have to earn your freaking way up the chain. Whoa. Who you, the hell are you? Yeah. Even if you are Absolutely. the CEO of something or other, I don't care. You got to earn your way up. And you don't yeah. know where those people are going to end up because they're not going to be there for long. They're going to end up not somewhere anywhere. else.
0: And Absolutely they can influence not.
1: you forever.
0: And it's so, it's and so true. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and
0: you know what? And, and you know what's really so true about this? This has actually happened to me. Mm-hmm. I have met a journalist, had a very just doing like a couple line comment that they needed mm-hmm. from me because uh, for a digital it was a digital marketing piece on Spotify, mm-hmm. and I have very specific opinions on many things as mm-hmm. we could imagine. You're kidding, and I know I don't. I'm such a you know shy. you're a wallflower, Christopher. I don't know how I you really get am. It. <laughs> I, yeah, and like puce. but like uh, but no. Um, I I was super nice. I asked if he had anything else he to comment on. I was trying to be very afterwards. I said, thanks for your time. That was really great. If it runs great, if not, keep me in mind. He's called me for four pieces.
1: Of course he has, because you've been useful. You've been helpful. You'll answer his call and people aren't answering calls. So there you go.
0: And I, I said, Hey, I don't, I'm not right for this. Here's another person for you. Exactly. That you and the connector
1: piece, what you said earlier about yourself being a connector, we should all be connectors because yes. we all can't be masters of all domains, right? No. Um, but the more helpful we are, the more helpful we will be for us, period.
0: Mm-hmm. Period. I mean,
1: it's true in recruiting. It's true in marketing. It's true in PR. It's true in social media. It's true in everything.
0: Well, it's, it's exactly what you were saying before. Um, you know, you were talking about um, providing content that you're, Target consumer wants to consume,
1: Mm -hmm. and the way they want to consume it,
0: and the way they want to consume it. So this is how every relationship works, Mm -hmm. and this is where a lot. It's almost like when I'm when I'm talking to because when I talk about what we do, our specialty area, I call organic social media, because Mm -hmm. I don't call it basically, you know, it's it's press PR, but Mm -hmm. it's but you know, it is organic social media. And mm-hmm. what we're doing is we're focusing on the problems of your target audience to help them solve their problems and how they want to do it. Do they want to do it via video? Do they want to do it via audio? Do they want to mm-hmm. do it via images? Do they want to have a conversation? And it's like, oh, I didn't know social media was for that. It's like, what the hell do you think I'm doing? Just like, like getting a laser pointer and going, hey, like, like cats, you know what I mean? Like making cats chase laser pointers? No, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm having an honest communication with your audience, which is another thing. When people come and they say, well, who's my target audience? I'm just like, wrong guy for you. Wrong guy for you. Wrong all day. <laughs> don't want to learn about that person. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's nice to know who you're targeting to. I don't need a pop quiz on a, a prospective client call. Uh, no,
1: I mean, so that goes into my number four category. yes. Someone earlier today said, you know, where can we, we, where, you know, if they got a website, which they do, I'm like, well, they should click around. Our website is built to filter out people who will not like us. That's how it's built.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, on purpose. So if you go to our website and click around, and you like it, you're probably going to like us and you'll probably like the way we do things. If you yeah. go around and click around and go, mm, mm, mm. Mm-hmm. So tell us, because we have spent a lot of time thinking about what to put on every page. So that people will know what the hell we do and what our approach is.
0: Yeah. And then
1: you know, and then that happens, right? I'm like, well, I, you know, I saw your website and uh yeah, do you do this? I'm like, no. <laughs> but I really <laughs> you want you to website. do it. Can you start? <laughs> Can you start? Or or I get a lot of, yeah, Lee, your website traffic's not that great. I'm like, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't need to have a lot of website traffic on doubleforte.com. Don't need it there for a reason, right? Exactly. Uh, and it's fulfilling its mission. So, I mean, that's the same th- sort of like the, you know, assuming that every, um, assuming that every medium has the same goal is mm-hmm. redonkulous, right? My goal, you know, if you have a website, you must want traffic. I want the right traffic and I want the right people to hate it because I don't want them to call me. I want the mm-hmm. other people to get there uh, and be I want an educated person to get to my website. I don't really want to, you know, looking for PR. If you're looking for PR, you're sort of educated, right? Yeah. I not just want any Tom Dick and Harry Collins saying, hey, I want your services. Mm-hmm. Well, who are you and why do you think you want our services? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I could go on about that forever. Oh, so I So that's the too. whole piece of um, you know, the no jerks. And people can be uninformed. Yeah. If you're uninformed, you're not a jerk right? You're just uninformed. Mm -hmm. But if you are like, this is what I want to have happen. Oh, you want this service. So we always focus on the first question is, what are you trying to get accomplished? Yeah. Always. And how do you want to do that? Do you know how you want to do that? Here's the things we could do for you. Mm -hmm. This, this, and this, and this, and this. Oh, I thought you did that. Nope. We don't do that.
0: And that's such a smart way of taking them through it because you know, um I've, I've done one of the things that I've actually shelved um, three or three years ago I shelved it. I had the PETA tax, the pain in the ass tax. And mm-hmm. I would put the PETA tax on clients that I could see would be challenging. And then or I, w- or I would do a ridiculous price that no one would pay for that service. Like it's not, it's like it's like the Taj Mahal oh, yeah. of pricing.
1: They pay it. And, and then they'll feel like miserable. And then and you they can make never you make them happy. Miserable. Oh my and you God. can never make them happy. And then what do they do? They go into the world and say, oh, those guys suck. They didn't do what I wanted. Or never wor- serve someone who you shouldn't serve just because you can. Yeah.
0: Or you get the other one where you have the absolutely perfect client. And then it's like, hey, I just wanted to have it. We have a new CMO that we want to introduce you to. Oh, check, please. <laughs> check, please. Or we're bringing in a sales consultant check
1: please right. taxi because
0: i know exactly what that's going to be you i'm going to so
1: interesting. so um i was just talking to my my staff about this <laughs> so at the end of every month we signed a bill and we send a plan for the upcoming month and we send a msr monthly status report and no one ever looks at these things monthly status reports but i insist on them yeah that we catalog what we've done in the previous month always and yeah, they're a pain in the butt to do, right? And no, no. one's going to look at this late. I'm like, you're probably right. But here's when they are going to look at it. They're going to look at it when the new CMO comes in because CMO, the average CMO stays in the job for less than 18 months across the board, no matter what industry. <laughs> I'll say it again. The I average love- CMO stays in job less than 18 months. So if you are I working you. for a client, there's a pretty good chance. If you <laughs> sign a year contract, there's a pretty good chance you're going to have a new CMO in the process somewhere right? So uh, happens, you know, all the time. So when someone gets a new CMO, right, if they want to keep their job, Mm -hmm. and the CMO ultimately gets around to, who are they? What have they done for me? Right? What are they doing for us? And this is what happens. Our clients, so it could be the VP of communications, could be the director of marketing, could be depending on, it could be the CEO, depending who it is. They go into their email and they click, 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 click. And they forward it along and they go, here's their last six months of monthly status reports. Mm -hmm. We have only lost in in 19 years. In 19 years, we have lost one client when the CMO changed. That's great. And that is why. Mm -hmm. Not because we're awesome. Well, we are. But because (sighs) we've made it easy for our client. If they are happy with us and we would know. (laughs) Right. If you're not happy with us or we're not happy with you, let's not wait for the CMO to show up. I mean, let's let's figure, fix it. Or Absolutely. Move on, right? And so, if I have the relationship with the CMO and it's the person, I'm like, you know what? Sally doesn't like us. What are we going to do? You yeah. can get rid of us now. She wants to hire her own person. What do you want to do? You know, and I'll just be straight like that. Right? But um, uh, having a C, you know, if you're not reporting to the CMO, which we might be in some, in some places we are. Yeah but um, we've lost one client when the C- CMO changed. Now, it doesn't mean we stay with everybody forever, right? Yeah, But of because we've allowed our clients to actually keep working through change, so every time there's a CMO change or some other change, we keep moving on the path. just by doing what normal course of business, what'd you do for me lately, here's your document. <laughs> Yep. they can look at everything we've done and go, okay, that's not my problem. My problem is not in PR. My problem is not with Devil Forte or social media, or whatever the hell we're doing for them. My problem must be somewhere else because I got hired to solve a problem, you know. Mm-hmm. And then they can't solve the problem. Why? Because they have a product that they didn't design. I mean, it's a long story. That's a whole. Yeah, yeah. However, you know, when a CMO changes, they look at everything. Like, what are we spending? Who's doing what? Blah 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 blah. You're always at risk in the agency that way. Absolutely. Say, right. So, how do you set yourself up not to be at, at so much of a risk is to help them defend their choice of you. Right. Now, for you, you're in a different part of the business, right, than we are. And you're, you're, te- you're by definition more at risk because of you're, f- you're further away from the message.
0: Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, we've, uh... but
1: it's true. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah it's
0: it's yeah it's but what's what's funny is that i used to feel that way and i still i still like i still say check please get me a cab like i do Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's because i know what i need to do and Mm -hmm. what i do is what i think that cmos really appreciate I completely empower them and I find out all of their issues and I try to solve them through what we're doing. And if not, I connect them with people that can help them. And then I give them all of the credit. Mm -hmm. And because I don't need glory.
1: Right. This is the definition of a PR person. Okay. Mm -hmm. The good one. That's about the definition of PR. I'm going to tell you the definition of a good PR person. Mm -hmm. When they figured out the idea of what's going to, what will work. And then they go in and they they don't pitch the ideas they're on. They say, Hmm, how about this? And then by the end of the conversation, whoever is in charge says, you know, I got an idea, Lee, how about if we do this? And then I say, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. And i I'd probably say that, you know, good PR people will have said that 1000 times in their career, where it was a game changer that they came up with and they don't worry about taking the credit. No, they don't worry about taking the credit. It's more female than it is male. So I'm very impressed with you, Christopher. But, uh, you know, <laughs> well, I
0: like I think because I, I, my approach has always been um, I used to get really in my feelings about it and try to be very territorial and kind of saying, well, you've hired us as a strategic partner. But I find out that people have lives and they have challenges and they are not everything that they seem to be or what they present. So mm-hmm. I want to engage with them on an emotional level that puts me at a disadvantage and empowers them so that they feel comfortable enough. To let me know what they really need and show me the true them. And sometimes those people are rotten, and mm-hmm. I can see that they're rotten to the core. And I know, okay, well, I have to handle them this way. And sometimes mm-hmm. they just had a really shitty meeting with their boss that they just hired. And now that they because you know how it goes, they hire yeah. these people. All they, shit runs downhill. They, they they hire their people, they empower them like crazy, they say they make they position them as the be-all and end-all. Then they, then they knock just, them the right off their post and make, oh, yeah. and make them hate it. And, and it's like,
1: I That's know. why the average tenure of a CMO is less than 18 months.
0: Exactly. Because it's it's a really thankless job. That's why, I, I mean, I, I would say that like my 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 most popular job that I had prior to starting the agency was getting fired. <laughs> and it was, I was, this is such a funny story. Okay, I was driving around my city with my husband and I was showing him my hometown mm-hmm. and we were going around and I was like, oh, I used to work there. I was like, oh, I used to work there. And he's like, how many places have you worked? And I said, right. I got fired at least two to three times a year. I mean, it was literally, I would go through, because I was unfiltered. I wasn't like swearing and slapping people, but yes. someone was rude, I would be like, you're being very rude. That hurts my feelings. Mm-hmm. And then they would be like, you can't talk to human beings like that. I was like, wow, I was being <laughs> kind of nice about it. But, right.
1: Well, that was before 12 years ago. The world's very different now.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> I hurt my, you hurt my feelings. Okay, let's call a meeting. <laughs>
0: Oh my god! I know, right? <laughs> I know, and it's like—I mean, it's,
1: seriously. I know, like, okay. and we
0: really—and it's kind of like I caught myself thinking this is interesting for, for, from a business owner perspective, falling into that thinking every once in a while, and going to myself, "Wait, shut up! What? Why? What, what are we doing? What are we doing? Why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is this is get over it. Um, this is not the end of the world.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, I mean, we've we've helped clients because sometimes you know it it, it happens. Where you become the therapist in a way mm-hmm. and i 'm totally fine with that i don 't mind if if mm-hmm. I can make them feel a little bit better that 's kind of like the goal right um, makes you feel good, makes them feel good um, but I would just just listen to some of the problems and like how they said they sent an email to somebody that they shouldn't have sent, and then they had to call a meeting because they were found crying outside and then they they, they thought it was um th- that it was um something dealing with a meet who situation and then i 'm like, oh my gosh'
1: I am so you know, pizza. You know no those, people. Um, you know, those signs that have like 29 days since an accident, 590. <laughs> so it's not my agency, but my friend has an agency and his sign is how many days since crying in the office. Oh yeah. It's always on zero. <laughs> and it's, and it's
0: true. It's true. Cause I was, I've talked to other agency people and then just like, see what I'll do is I, I'm, I am in a perfect scenario i'm i'm at the office alone because of mm-hmm. uh and everyone's working remotely right now right. so i can just scream at my computer yeah and that is amazing <laughs> amazing and it's sometimes like because if i look to my right i can see a, a sidewalk outside mm-hmm. i will scream so loud at my computer that i will see people stop and looking in the window yeah <laughs> it, you know what makes me feel good but that is what happens
1: Things yeah,
0: true. I I will work. How on... to be
1: real, right? How to I mean the whole I mean, that's a whole nother that's another podcast too, Christopher. But the whole <laughs> thing about, you know, people going back to the office or not being forced to or not. Da, 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 that's a hard one. The world has changed. I don't know what genie people are trying to push back into a bottle because you know that bottle was broken anyway. And if pe- we need all to be thinking about new things, right? And I think that's true about focus, focus on marketing. You can't. It's the least prized thing. And it's the most important thing. Someone asked me the other day, I'm a really small company. How can I make a big impact? I'm like, you know what? You make a big impact by defining a small pond. Define a small pond. Who are the 10 people who matter? All right, who are the 20? Don't worry about boiling the ocean. Right. The big ocean leaves only 100,000 people. I'm like, well, start with 10. Give me 10. Let's go find them. You can make a big impact on 10 people. Let's do that. Okay focus is your friend yeah and also this
0: is the time when everyone's listening to everything in a way mm-hmm. so this is the time when you can really re not rebrand yourself but you can reposition yourself in front of your target absolutely consumer, as absolutely. opposed to just saying that listen this is what we are and this is what we always have been and that's it well guess what? and that's what?
1: not true for anybody
0: people can have similar political beliefs and be and talk and tell the message to their friends differently. So mm-hmm. why can't we do the same thing? Same thing with religion, same thing with these hot button topics. You can talk mm-hmm. about religion in 25 different ways. So figure mm-hmm. out a way that your audience wants to listen to you and then tell them about it. Take in a the way risk. They want to be,
1: listen to it, right? And that's the other piece, right? Because there's usually not one audience for anything, meaning no. one I want 25-year-old women who live in Orlando who wear white shorts and black sneakers. Oh okay, you probably also want 30-year-old women who wear capri pants that are pink who live in Fort Lauderdale. Whatever, give me a dumb example. There's not just one. It it's very seldom, except maybe in. Um, well, I was about to say <laughs> something really political, excepting I was going to say maybe in course worming medicine but apparently there's more, <laughs> there's more audiences for that than we thought Yeah. however unless you're in the medical field which is pretty specific for lots of things right you narrow it you know you go to the generalist and then you go down and down and you figure what's yeah, wrong yeah. Right? um I mean, there's probably not just one audience for everything
0: no, there's not. And I, I mean, it's, it's so funny because when I'll be doing consulting work or I'll talk to a prospective client when we're trying to vet them to see if, they, if we want to work with them or, to, or we can help. Um, when, when I hear I have my favorite ever, ever target audience that I was ever given that I had to say back to them
1: because
0: mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was just like, because sometimes you feel like you're losing your mind um, in your agency. <laughs> I mean, we all. Feel I resemble like, that, you know, that remark. It's like it's like I'm I'm actually giving myself Stockholm syndrome. Like, is that? Mm-hmm. Can you do that as a, as a one person? But anyway, um, <laughs> that's what I, I call that mentoring with employees. But the um, but no. So with uh, who's
1: your but, mentor? Myself. <laughs> myself. Who's your employees? Me, me. Um,
0: but um, but no, this guy. This guy is. I don't remember what his product was because it was. It was more memorable his target audience. And I said, okay. Well, one of the things we want to do, to make sure that you're spending the right amount of money on your ads, is to talk about your target audience. Who is it? And they're like, cradle to grave, white. <laughs> Everyone that's living, only if they're white. And it was like not even. It was not even like a white product I don't know what that I don't know what a white product is but like don knots. but like it's 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 like I, what I, I, I oh my god I loved it I said so it's um it's basically birth to dirt nap Caucasian and there yeah that was what we're looking at they were a rousing success with another firm bye <laughs>
1: <laughs> we helped them be successful somewhere else yeah I wish like them say. well
0: as I saw their asses walking out the door, um, but yeah, walk-ins are great. But um, okay, so uh, listen, Lee, have you uh, asked
1: me any question that you thought you were going to ask me?
0: No, no, probably not. No, no, but I think <laughs> has this been stuff, useful
1: at all, Christopher? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, I think I think a lot of the stuff that we talked about is is good for it's good for people to hear because uh, when they're engaging with an agency, it's not it's not about It's not about what you think it is when you walk into that relationship. And I think that this is what's really clear with our conversation, because we actually, both of us, give a shit about our clients to the point where we want to make them successful. We are not looking at, okay, well, how can I make them pay more? It's not about that, unless it's something that is beneficial to them. And agency people aren't pariahs. We're actually here to help you in areas where you need help. So I think that's why we exist.
1: We exist to serve, exactly. And I think to serve, we can only serve if someone's there to be served, right? So I get it, right? (laughs) Yeah,
0: I mean, same time.
1: Just because you're in service doesn't mean your life has to stop.
0: Absolutely, and that's so true. I because finding the right people and finding the right fit is beyond just choosing a PR or digital marketing agency. It's, it's, it's it's just relationships, finding the right relationships that are meaningful and and don't force them ever. Because even if you feel that if you're forced to choose an agency and you make that choice, that's it's, it's not going to bloom the way that you think it's going to. Mm -hmm. And nine times out of 10, it could blow up in your face and you're holding the bag yeah so it's best to make sure that everything it, it take that extra week and think yeah, about and it.
1: and I think that the other piece about relationship is you know I'm just thinking about so we have a client who has a new person and that new person's trying to find their way and they're, like, right. you know, and it's how do we help that person so that person obviously went through their whole vetting process, got hired and is now um, upsetting the punch bowl in many places, right? Mm -hmm. Which is everyone's trying to find their way. But then how's the conversation? Like conversation can't be, all right, Dan, you gotta get rid of that person because they're screwing up our life or whatever. All right, Dan, so you've hired this person. This person's role is this as we understand it. And this is what the impact has been in that person on our efficiency and where we're going. So have you changed your goals? Because this is what's happened. Mm -hmm. Um, how can we help her be more successful? How can we help, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and that happens a lot with new people who want to like make their thumbprint, right? Right. For sure. And then they have this agency that may, they may not be responsible for, but they interact with. Hmm. And so they, the relationship may never be great, but in the end you have to make it work, right? Yeah. It's our job to, to figure out how to make it work if it can, and then to call the ball if it can't. Yes, and to also help them do good work internally they yeah. don't know a lot of people have no clue who their people are but they yeah. only see them once a week on a call that they make them come to right
0: make them come so to so it's just the true. whole
1: piece right and you don't have to love everybody but you, you know in general i like to be with my clients i haven't been with them in a long time but i'd like to physically you know if i can be i like to be with them but there are many clients who um haven't, you know, we don't have anything in common or, you know, they really don't want to see me. They're like, why is she here? You know, truly Mm -hmm. (laughs) what's she doing here? I'm like, she's going to screw it up, which (laughs) I have. So, you know, I get it. I don't run any account. I'd be, I'm terrible at it. So, but um, to know where your strengths are. Right. But um, you don't have to love everybody, Mm -hmm. but you have to love the act that meaning love what you do for people. Mm -hmm. Right. I love what we do for people. Do I like everything about it? No. But because we are, because of these rules that I set up so many years ago, you know, 80% of the time I'm in a good place. 20% of the time I'm like, oh, eh, God, I don't want to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. But you know what?
1: In 80 20 world, I am winning. Yes. I am winning every day at 80 20. Absolutely. <laughs> no, it's, I
0: mean, it's, and it's, and it's so true. Uh, you, know, you know, waking up to problems used to be something that would, worry me and it would Mm -hmm. affect my sleep until I understood that I loved solving them
1: right and it
0: was I I, It just changing that
1: changing your brain right
0: changing your brain and just thinking about things a little bit differently not to fool yourself but to truth yourself in the right direction
1: yes and I think finding an agency who is solid in their own beliefs and uh, finding an agency that you can work with is is something who you don't, I mean, here's what I recommend, right? Don't ever hire someone who just says what you want them to hear. Yes. do hire a yes person. Don't do it because yes may be the answer all the time, but sometimes no is the answer and you need to be ready to hear it. And you need to have an agency who's confident in telling you that, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I just, you know, and how do you hire an agency, how do you set it up so that it's built for success, right? What are the pieces? and that means the agency has to ask things like when's the best time to have a meeting what what schedule do you have that we need to be aware of so we have a we had a client once for 10 years we had this client they had they had a 980 schedule which meant that every other week every week half the company was off on friday right okay mm-hmm. so nothing got done on friday nothing nothing got done until tuesday so tuesday to thursday around 2 was when you have uh, to get stuff done oh. because half the company was out on Friday. So if you sent something after three o'clock on Thursday and it needed the person who was going to be out the next day, they wouldn't actually pick it up till next Tuesday. So Jeez. one, we had to understand the schedule, right? So mm-hmm. we didn't have any meetings on Friday or Monday with them. Useless, mm-hmm. no calls after noon on Thursday, useless because of their schedule Mm -hmm. and yet you know so it limited our opportunity to talk with them but once we figured out what their schedule was and how to maximize our time with them Mm. oh my gosh we had that client for 10 years 10 Mm. years and it was mostly about msrs that i told you about and scheduling we Mm. made it easier because you can be a great client you can be a great agency a great agency has to be good to work with easy to work with right has to do good work you can have great results and be hard to work with. You will always lose a client. You can be uh, a good agency and have good results and pretty much always you keep the client. If mm-hmm. you are easy to work with and have good results, you will keep the client longer than you should. If you, yes. I'm sorry, good age, easy to work with and have okay, pretty good results. You will keep the lo- a client longer than you should because it's so hard to change agencies, mm-hmm. right? It's so so much, pa- It's so much pain, right? <laughs> it's so hard to keep that the meet, you know, the pretty good results. Oh yeah. Are fine because the pain of changing the reason you have an agency is to get the work off your desk. It's outside below the line doesn't impact your bottom, you know, blah blah blah. Absolutely, absolutely. So, if you are easy to work with and have pretty good results, you're going to keep a client for a long time. So, the art the art of keeping you know on the other side having been a client is I want an agency that's good to work with, really easy to work with. That has good results,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? So I want, I would love the outstanding results all the time. The expectation of having outstanding results day after day after day after day after day, after day is unreasonable. Right? Absolutely. And particularly if your fees don't ebb and flow with the work, which is often true, right? Yes. So being easy to work with and having good results is where we focus in uh, our, you know, so maybe that's revealing too much, but you're going to get good results with us, and um, we're going to over-index many times during the year. But it's not always going to be over-indexed. Exactly. You're going to get good results with us, and we're going to be so easy to work with because we care about what your schedule is. It's not about what our it's not about our schedule.
0: Anyway. And it's important. I think it's important when you're and this and, and then I'll, I'll wrap this up. You know, <laughs> no, we're the, talking when... for
1: another hour, Christopher.
0: <laughs> I, well, it's 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 interesting because you know. I again one of the things I used to do as an agency is that I say okay listen I'm going to have to stick to my guns and my structure in order to not be taken advantage of because uh, mm-hmm. people want to talk too much they want to do this guess what shut up chris like
1: don't what care. makes Mix on about your, you
0: what makes your client happy what makes them feel comfortable what reduces the drag what reduces mm-hmm. the amount of questions via email that are urgent but are just because they're reaching out because they want to hear something for you. How can you work that? And we've created structures in-house that it's like we bespoke the structure of how we manage the client because you can't, there's no one size fits all. Everyone has a different no. personality. Everyone, I mean, yeah. some people are super anal. Some people want to edit something until you can't even see the freaking period on the sentence.
1: As it's long that, as they pay for it, it's fine. Let them have it. Let them have fun. Well, that's let the them piece, play. right? A lot of people don't understand where the efficiency is. So the scope creep on things that shouldn't, you know, you're never, you know, that first edit, the last 20 edits. If you're editing to me 20 times, oh my God. First of all, no. Second of all, Uh there is no incremental, it's incremental value that diminishes over time every edit, right? Mm -hmm. Get it in front of the right person who needs to freaking say yes. Why we have all these people. And I just go in and say, yeah you know you can edit this all you want every time we touch it it we charge you so if that's how you want to use our time we'll have less time to do this stuff later fine that's i don't i don't advise it here's let me give you an example we just had this conversation with somebody let me give you an example here's the last five things we wrote for you here's where it started here's where it ended pretty similar mm-hmm. really wasn't that much change in the middle was we had to touch it 10 times. Oh, yuck. 10 times. Do you want us to touch it 10 times? Because every time we touch it, that's by the time we touch it, it's not touching, you don't touch for 10 seconds, right? You have to go look at it. You have to double check. You have to cross reference. You have to get someone We have this rule on our side. We double check our work. So then some, if I touch it, then someone else has to touch it because I can't see everything. They can't see everything. So you've spent an hour, all right? So that's whatever dollars it is. Is that when you spend $1,000 on that? Look, they're almost the same
0: and that's the I, so we then, have, but we
1: have to sometimes you have to use the evidence right
0: oh so here's I absolutely where you agree.
1: spent here's where you know here's what your ask was here's the consequence of your ask we think there's a probably a better way to get from point a to point b how can we help you streamline so you're not spending your money on busy work
0: yeah no. it's, it's 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 interesting one of the one, one a suggestion internally um, I won't mention who it was. Uh, it might have been me, but the I, I was we were, I was thinking about getting one of the posts we had for social media for a company and do a morph into how it was changing and how long it took to get that one edit done. It got to the point where the um,
1: was it the graphic or was it the text?
0: No, no, no. I was it was it was the text oh. because it was basically going like this. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it was like it was it was And how many posts
1: do they do a week (laughs) like four and
0: it's like and it's not a high level situation Mm -hmm. this was a freaking instagram one Mm -hmm. by the way too Mm -hmm. so and it was mostly hashtags which weren't going to be changed but anyway Mm -hmm. i the final say was um we really need to fix this did you see what you what what this update looks like and i said you wrote the entire thing and what did they say they said
1: oh then
0: i think it's fine i was (laughs) like okay this is going to be your last day with us um but uh but Lee, I, I've had, I'm you've been an absolute delight. I had so much fun talking to you and learning more about- Oh my about gosh, well,
1: I love everything. talking with you. I hope something I said was useful. I'm just saying.
0: No, I think that anybody <laughs> listening to this is going to fall in love with you. I think we had so much fun. I'm, I'm going to put all of your links into the description of this of this mm-hmm. show, but where would you like to point people to learn more about you?
1: Um, to learn more about Double Forte, it's www.double-forte.com. You can also go to LeeCareher.com, which is where my books and my, I mean, you can get to my agency there too. And you can follow me on Twitter at Careher because uh, I'm easy to find. L-E-E-C-A-R-A-H-E-R. Easy, easy, easy.
0: Perfect. Everyone connect with Lee. Um, thanks, Lee, so much for joining us. Folks, we have some really great um, episodes coming up. So again, if you want to learn about any of our past guests or listen to the show, because obviously I'm really good at this, go to GoSalesAndMarketing.com and go to the podcast link. There's anybody there that you'd like an introduction to because you could use their help let me know or just connect with them using the links below the description until next time folks thank you so much for joining us um and we'll catch you in the next episode of the social marketing academy goodbye